Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Who should the next NXT call-ups to the WWE main roster be? I'm Ollie Davis, this is El Fagador Laurie Blake. Welcome to the Saturday edition of the Wrestle Ramble. Why, it's a little bit looser. It's the magazine show. We've got crap gimmicks coming up for you. Wait. We've got your Twitter questions Wait. that I just, you know, put a call out for because... I forgot how Luke usually does it. I don't know how he gets the questions. And Luke we'll makes be, them up. They're just ones he wants to know. Yeah, yeah. We'll be talking at the start about because it's you know it's the it's the week after SummerSlam and Raw and SmackDown happened and there weren't any NXT call-ups. No. And I'm not heartbroken about this because. I kind of want everyone to stay in NXT. I want right them to stay, I want them to stay in NXT, and I also want. Raw and SmackDown to be forced to play with the toys they've already got. You already got one. It's called Sanity. Play with it. Yeah, you broke all the toys you, we gave yeah. you last time. <laughs> you fix those first, and then we'll give you yeah. some more. It can't just be this yeah. this continuous feeding up thing. If I was Triple H, I would lock the the Performance Center and Full Sail University so that the the cast of NXT cannot get out. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, they can't get out. But more importantly. Vince McMahon, Michael Hayes, they can't get in. Yeah. Uh, so like a, well, not that WWE have good Hell in a Cell structures that stop people getting out. No. People always get into those things. What about if it was a Punjabi prison? Well, well it's still enforced, still reinforced bamboo. Yeah. That people still mostly get into. What about if it was a steel cage? Didn't the Singh brothers just go through one of the gaps? <laughs> steel cage, Hell in a Cell. And around the sh- and around the cell, a Punjabi prison. Yeah, I'm. Kane would probably still find a way to burst through the, through the, the ring through canvas. Ring. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, so what we've done is we've both come. Well, I came up with my ones, and then you were forced to. I was forced to. Pick, I was forced to pick around, and you did all the obvious ones. So I've gone for different obvious choices. Obvious ones. I think these are inspired. Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've ruled out Alistair Black because that we will these in our heads are more immediate call-ups. Yeah, and Alistair Black is of course out injured, and also he's gonna. I think they'll resolve the who hit Alistair yeah, angle yeah, whenever yeah. he comes back. So, uh, and not the undisputed era because we just don't even want to tempt fate, do we? No, but, I think they they should stay for mm. a while until there's space for them where they're going to be really like the biggest they need to be the biggest thing when they go and I hope they are we've actually got a question in the mailbag bit about a potential 
undisputed era call-up. So we, we will discuss that later on. But first off, I'm I'm gonna kick mine off with Lars Sullivan to Raw. Caveat with Paul Heyman as his manager. Okay, explain. Discuss. Well, so I, so I, well, the interesting thing about Lars Sullivan is what I like, and the billing for him is that he's a, he's both a genius and a monster. Like, mm. so he. He doesn't necessarily even need Paul Heyman. Is I think kind of the, but so, then I, but then I guess you can then package him with Paul Heyman as the complete package. Is that you know, he's 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 his ring IQ is genius level, but yeah, and he's gigantic and therefore very difficult to beat. But he's also really smart and all this other stuff. Like, and then Paul Heyman is just there to really hype him because I guess that's the one thing. The one problem with Lars Sullivan is sadly that even before he broke his jaw. He had a bit of a lisp, and he sounds a bit ridiculous talking. So he could get in comparison to like the huge Jack Kirby drawing that he is. Yeah, and exactly. Well, in comparison to someone like Braun Strowman, whose voice really suits. He's his build, yeah, yeah, he's got this incredibly impressive like growl, and you know, as his and that's as, his normal voice, and as, <laughs> it, and as his entrance music says to you as well, like he, he can just roar. I don't. Th- I, you can't see Lars Sullivan really doing that. So yeah, actually, mm. maybe it is. I'll take it back. It is. You've quite, come it round. Is, it is a good. I'm. I'm into it now. Well, I. I mean, so I really like Lars Sullivan. I like the way he wrestles and flails around. Mm. That he's got this kind of wild approach to stuff. He's still like, he's still not main roster ready in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would say, like Velveteen Dream isn't on my list for the same reason. I still think he needs to be. He needs to iron out a lot of kinks. But Braun Strowman wasn't main roster ready. And the way they booked him and packaged him with different people really helped him become what he is today. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that NXT is really good. NXT doesn't really have any small guy, any large guys that they've... I don't know if they're as good at booking them. No. If there's one thing that Vince can do, it's book big guys. And Lars Sullivan is just screaming out for that. Mm. And if I brought him up, I would rejig the character somewhat. I wouldn't play up. I wouldn't make him like a a caveman rage monster he'd still have a brain but he just wouldn't talk and Paul Heyman would do all the advocating for him and yeah Paul Heyman wouldn't really be a strategy guy but he isn't really a strategy guy for for Lesnar either Mm. unless it's faking a breakup getting really emotional about a breakup and then pepper spraying Roman Reigns and then it was all a ruse unless it's that kind of strategy which I've never want to see again <laughs> uh, but yeah I think Lars Sullivan it just screams out raw to me he, he's a, he looks like a raw talent it's, it was interesting isn't it with the like you were saying about NXT's booking of monsters they don't really do that but they do their, they actually do monster booking yeah. they just do it with your Alistair Blacks and your Askers yeah. and they, so they do it with people where it feels like their combat skill is what gets them over, not their size. Like mm. they, they are undefeatable because they are karate masters. They're not karate masters, obviously. Like he's Muay Thai and Asuka does bum bounces or whatever it is, hip hip attacks as it's, it's called. That, yeah, that martial art. Yeah, the famous martial the art, the, the pelvis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how they've always put them. On. The tag division has a few more. Like has always mm. had a few more like monstrous like authors sort of, of pain, authors of heavy, pain machinery. heavy machinery, and now War Raiders are getting the same yeah. billing. Um, so they've kind of always I think it's always been localised to that specific division within NXT and then their, their main guys and the guys they really push to be the champion are always kind of um, smaller people but who have overwhelming skill 
Plus, they're booking for a particular audience, yes. a particular type yeah. of wrestling fan, and your Ricochets, your Adam Coles, your Alistair Blacks, your Champers, your Garganos, mm. they're, they're all going to appeal to that wrestling audience. And Lars Sullivan, as, as much as I enjoyed that match with Black, like, you know, no one really... I don't think anyone really got excited about no. that. They were just like, oh, yeah, it's nice that Lars is one of our own. It's nice to see him get up there. But no one really buys into... NXT fans don't seem to buy into guys if they're just booked because they're big. Hopefully that changes with Keith Lee. So, yeah, I think Lars Sullivan yeah. is just he's just a natural fit for the main roster. What have you got Okay, your well, first one? Well, I'm going to start with Velveteen Dream. Ah. Somebody <laughs> said, I don't see him going up. Uh, I mean, like, I think Raw... He'd fit in with their mentality of having moments over storyline, and yeah. uh, he would be the sa- a similar sort of thing to sort of when you trot out Finn Balor in full paint to do something. Velveteen Dream would have a lovely pay-per-view entrance uh, on Raw. However, I actually think he should go to SmackDown because oh really? I, so I think the thing I think the thing with Dream, and I think we've discussed this on the NXT review and stuff, is that Dream is really good. When he's paired with someone who is incredibly good, he he will be incredibly good in like two years. Yeah, I exactly. Think. He he's right now, he, yeah. he's a rising star. He's not there on the call your own match kind of deal. So his 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 takeover match with EC3 was kind of flat for me, and I think because both guys need a bit of work at the moment, and he didn't. And so then his match with Black and his match with Ricochet uh, were both fantastic. But you've got to think that it's Black and Ricochet doing a lot of the calling and a lot of the, we should do this, we should do that. And he's very good at being the foil to all of that stuff. Send him to SmackDown, and there's loads of people that he can do that with. He can do, and and then I think it also feeds into the idea of like these different, there's all these characters on there who are similarly charismatic and similarly show-offs and all that kind of stuff and you can you can pair him with people like nakamura to have mm. feuds and jeff hardy to be I was who's, thinking jeff, who's yeah. more charismatic kind of deal and then he's got the backup of being with these kind of top level guys who've been in the industry i'm, I'm not jeff hardy but <laughs> this you know I'm, I, th- I was yeah. that, that sounds like a i do, really I, do interesting I do feud. think jeff i i think jeff hardy and, and dream would actually work together really well like imagine that the just the pay-per-view entrance for dream yes and how yeah. like what he would come out his version of hardy yes exactly. i think there's a i think he's got a lot of stuff to work with because also his his stuff is so referential as well like he's very creative yeah he's very and i think the smackdown roster gives him a lot of ability to play with those ideas and then a lot of people to learn from and a lot of people to make look good as well. It's the, the one thing we've said about Dream is that he's the kingmaker in NXT. He makes people look good. He makes himself look good as well in the process, but he really makes other guys look fantastic. So from a to, character perspective. Yeah, from a character. Not from an in-ring perspective. Yeah, like, not from yeah, a, yeah. he makes other people seem amazing. So yeah, I, yeah. I would just love him to go to SmackDown and carry on doing what he's doing and spend those two years getting really good doing that. Because he's kind of run out of stuff to do on NXT as well, I mm. think. Yeah, there's only so many proving matches he can have, yeah. and now he's won. won. Like he, he won one. Yeah, where do you go from there? Because like, I don't really, I don't think he's NXT Championship material. He could go for the North American title, I suppose. Now they've yeah. got a, a mid card belt, as it were. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, him on SmackDown excites me a lot more. Unless he just gets tied, but put in a tag team with Ty Dillinger. Yeah, I mean that's there's always that, or he could yeah be paired with our truth, and it could sort of be if Prince and hip hop met. Mm. 
Well, I will give you a SmackDown one to raise your SmackDown one. Go for it. Pete Dunne on SmackDown. So he's NXT, he's NXT, he's also NXT UK, he's the current UK champion. I don't think he's ever going to lose that belt at the no, moment. And nor he, should he. Well, no one wants it because it's been in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's got your spit all over it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, So I, I think that obviously WWE have this NXT UK brand, but I feel like, so NXT is probably, probably gets 10% of the viewership. That's probably generous. 10% mm. of the overall viewership of Raw and SmackDown. So small subsection. And the NXT fans that know about NXT UK is probably like 3% of that 10%. Yeah, it's going to be small to begin with. Yeah, so you, you've got that tiny bit. So a way to appeal and open up the future NXT UK brand, if it ever happens <coughs> on the network, would be to get a few UK top guy talents onto, onto a SmackDown or a Raw. And I think Paige... She's got that. She is English. She's like, "Hey, UK's mm. great, by the way. I'm gonna call up, like, if Nakamura goes on this United States of Nakamura rampage, and he holds it for ages. Bring up Pete Dunne as the UK champion versus the US champion, and yeah, Dun I mean, like, Dunne is ready. Like, he's a yeah. guy. He's got enough charisma. He's fantastic in the ring. He could just walk in there and be your an amazing mid upper mid tweener." And then in a couple of years, probably going for the the secondary title in the company. Absolutely, I, I yeah, I think also because I, I think the 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 idea is that he's gonna have to drop it at some point, isn't he? Like it's it's one of those things where someone like a Zach Gibson or someone like yeah. that is gonna finally wrest the title from him. But then I think he's gonna end up on a full time contract. They're gonna they're gonna offer it to him. Surely mm. he's he is on he's on so many shows anyway of NXT and. Very on various pay per views that he might as well have one anyway. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it would be nice to see him on a regular basis on your televised programming. He's just so different being, from everyone else. Being awesome because yeah. I, I feel, yeah, he feels like you know he feels like the modern William Regal. Yeah, crossed with a sort of Triple H style-y kind of thing. Like, I think that's why they love him. Yeah, like, and you that's know, the, thing. He, the best he, buds, Regal and Hunter. Yeah, absolutely. He appeals exactly to the guys who do the booking. Mm -hmm. So whenever Triple H takes over the main roster stuff, expect to see him there. But it would yeah. be nice if it was like this week. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. that would be nice. Who have you got? Uh, so, as you've picked a lot of the big guys, um, <laughs> I have gone for Dakota Kai, mm -hmm. who... I think it's kind of a bit of a loose end, really. Like she, I think her biggest, she was feuding with Lacey Evans for a while, and yeah, not not into it. Uh, but pr prior to that, she'd had the whole sort of uh, scare fest with Shayna Baszler, where, and the Shayna, arm. where Shayna Baszler was terrorizing her and the arm thing, and that, and, and that's kind of been a constant. Her getting over this thing has been a constant throughout her career in NXT. Um, you've suggested that we'll get onto it that Shayna Baszler goes up and I think Shayna Baszler is most likely going up but we'll discuss the reasons I gave you I, we'll I left yeah. you the yeah the exactly we'll, we'll discuss the reasons why Baszler's going up and where she's mm. going afterwards um, but I think it, with Baszler gone that is the last dangling thread of Dakota Kai's kind of NXT career anyway so how does she get over whatever happened with Baszler all this other stuff if Baszler's gone there's nothing for her to do let's send her to Raw I think if you send her to Raw, I would like to see her in a tag team with Bailey. 
I just think they're combo <laughs> i think they're like the characters the, suit each the other the characters very well, the yeah. characters suit each other really well and i consider it and i mean like this is me just being stupid now but considering that raw is mostly about who's friends with who in the yeah. women's division tagger with bailey sasha's annoyed because sasha's meant to be best friends with bailey feud between dakota kai and sasha banks Ooh, well i i Imme- i hear this immediate i hear uh, Banks and Bailey are being best friends, and Dakota Kai comes up and she's like, "Oh my god, you're so amazing, Bailey! I love you, yeah, I love yeah, you!" Yeah. And Bailey's like, "Oh, thank you very much." And then it starts to get a bit obsessive, and that's like it's almost oh, like, like an AJ a, Lee thing, yeah, like a, a Dakota Kai heel, heel mm. obsessive fan turn. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Why not? I think she's done. Like, <laughs> I, I just think she's done in NXT. She needs to go somewhere. That mm. is. And Raw's women's division really needs to kick up. We ass. need some people, and yeah, I just think like, is I I also just want to smash up the boss and hug connection in any way, yeah. shape or form. Break that up because right they haven't even got to the bit where there are even tag titles yet, and I'm already done with it. Yeah. <laughs> like every interview, it's mentioned. Uh, yeah. oh, I think they're coming. Uh, so I'm gonna also go to Raw, EC3. I just think he's not really like how Lars Sullivan is a main roster guy. EC3, as fun as NX3 is, mm. and as great as promos as he, he is as well, I just he's not an NXT wrestler. He's not, he doesn't. He's not like an indie guy. He is a. His look is so incredible. He's so in shape. Yeah, and he's so good at promos and facial expressions. But but it's the wrestling where he's not as stellar as everyone else because the NXT standard is so high that that's more suited to a more image promo focused product yeah he missed like the, the he roster. missed the boat on nxt really because he came in after bobby Roode had already left yeah. and i think had bobby Roode still been there he would have seemed much more like a contender for the championship because it's a very similar style that he wrestles to Roode. Mm. however that generation has now moved on and we're now in the sort of post almas post alistair black highly focused on champa and gargano and they're Undisputed Era and Undisputed Era and the very indie wrestling style yeah that is the main focus of that show now yeah yeah I agree so yeah he would he would be great on Raw I think yeah and, and Raw as well as opposed to Smackdown mm. I just he, he looks he looks box office as Vince always likes to say mm. and essentially his gimmick is that he's got loads of money yeah and they do like that Vince loves a gimmick with loads of money because then they can bring in a limo they can rent a yeah. limo for a bit they can have it come in. Oh, it'd be great. You're just like me. Yeah. Well, especially now. You're that a they, baby face. Well, now because they can't have Sasha coming in a limo anymore at her because she's not really done anything on a pay per view for a while. Uh, and Snoop Dogg's my cousin, yeah. by the way. And it's a bit stupid to come in in a limo and then have Bailey run over the top of the limo and then fire off the two, <laughs> <laughs> the flappy guys. Not if Bailey climbs out the sunroof and then out of the sunroof comes. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, who have you got? EC3 can stay on NXT. And we're doing that instead. Yeah. Um, so this is, just, I guess, like a few of mine you could just combo together. But I thought. The likes of Street Profits mm. and the Mighty um, could go to Raw. Uh, well, they because need tag the Raw, teams. The Raw, yeah, the Raw division, Raw tag division needs teams, and I think both of these teams are sort of uh, the Street Profits. It just feels like their time is never really going to happen. Now, I think there was a, there was a point maybe six months ago where it was getting big because they, they when they started off they were just cutting promos on their phones and doing all this really fun stuff they're both really charismatic really funny guys 
um, and really talented in the ring. And I just think they're kind of reaching that point where you might as well just send them up because they're not going to... like. I feel like the next few NXT tag champs are sort of lined up now. We've got War yeah. Raiders coming in uh, who are going to be a sort of face team, I mm-hmm. guess. And then I imagine you sort of do... like The booking tends to be face heel, face heel, face heel, face heel, face heel, all the way down the line. So I, the Street Profits don't really fit that mould. The Mighty, also because of injury, etc., they've never really like they're in the middle of a bit of a push now because of their switch to being heels and changing from TM61 to the Mighty. However, I just don't think they're again they're not going to capture the tag titles off anyone mm. anytime soon. So you might as well just ping them on up to Raw, have them start being involved in that mix because the top level guys, I think, with any luck, is going to end up being the revival, and then I think we're going to maybe hopefully relive some of the revival aop magic that you got in nxt but then you're going to need that next level down yeah and that's where your heath slaters and rhinos come you, in he's like yeah, exactly. all these people are in there already but you put someone like the street prophets in who yeah. are actually incredibly charismatic very good promos funny in a way that isn't contrived like the b team mm. and you i think you've got like an organic sort of middle bit of your tag division you, add depth. you suddenly have a, a bit of your tag division yeah. that might not be in title contention but exists in a way where people actually want to see them and are excited about them coming out mm. and they're not just like oh, it's tennis worldwide again well it's what enzo and big cass used to have exactly yes yeah. uh i'm gonna we've already mentioned it shana baszler shana baszler uh purely because i feel like there's not much else she can do on nxt no. plus if the idea is to have this MMA versus WWE Four Horsewomen feud. I'd love to see Baszler come up, start to tear through Raw Women's Division, separate to Rousey, and their friendship and history is acknowledged, but they never really cross. And like Shayna can be a bit of a heel, and Ronda's like, "Ooh, you're my friend, but that was a dick move." Yeah. And then they have to team together in this Four Horsewomen faction, and eventually that relationship implodes down the line I well, you think can see them stra- and you can see them straining it in that, yeah. like in the four horsewomen match as well you can see Baszler going too far on someone mm. and Rousey having to be like you need to yeah you need to get back over here even though she broke Stephanie's arm this week and apparently that's a face move yeah I'm gonna break her arm I only break nasty people's yeah, arms okay. and you're a nasty person <laughs> yeah. Stephanie but, she, Alexa Bliss. but Alexa Bliss can't work if she's got a broken arm you've deprived her of, of her living uh, what's your fourth? Let's yes. Yeah, so da, 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 Velveteen Dream, Heavy Machinery, mm. another tag team. Where would uh, they go? Well, I don't think Raw is the place for Heavy Machinery. Um, I think we've already got some fairly heavy set tag team stuff going on there with the AOP. Um, although Heavy Machinery could finally get that shot at the AOP that they never actually got in NXT. That was always tease and never mm. happened. So that, that, that there's potential in that, but I think they would be better suited over on SmackDown with the likes of I think I think because SmackDown's teams, while tweeners, I think more than faces. Like the Usos are pseudo. I think everyone's sort of pseudo or tweeners now. It's not. I think they skew on the darker side of like like the Usos gimmick. While they might be presented as faces, it's quite mean. Mm. The bar are quite mean. Uh, the bludgeons, sanity. It's only really the new day that are out and out. Like, yeah. let's be happy. Like, um, and there's still a three-man team that yeah. occasionally 
has shenanigans. Exactly. Not so much these days. So I think heavy machinery would slot into that space mm. nicely. And I think, yeah, because, again, I just think that the NXT tag division is on lock for a while now. So it just makes sense to just clear them out get some new ones in and they're a great look they're a great they're a great look they've got really fun moves they're like a, they're like too cool but really large like mm. you know with the worm or whatever it is the caterpillar that he does um, they're really and yeah they're just fun and I think they will have they'll be a good antithesis to a lot of the style of the Smackdown the current Smackdown tag team division um, filling a similar space to the New Day but yeah. probably nowhere near as popular yeah uh, and that will be a good one to sort of not just turn up one week, but you build their debut with promos. Yeah, absolutely. That sort of acts. Uh, I've got a, as my last pick, I've also got a tag team to SmackDown. It's to team up with Pete Dunne. It's Moustache Mountain. And again, uh, as another way to build the NXT UK brand, the Sendai's that way. Hey, look at these fun guys. They're amazing. Just think of the matches they could have with The Bar, with The New Day, with Gallows and Anderson, if they're ever booked correctly. Uh, it does make SmackDown's tag division too deep, I think. I think you'd have to... You need to do this anyway, NXT call-ups or not. Put some of those SmackDown tag teams on Raw. Just to freshen up Raw's. It's, yeah. They've got... Since Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt have gotten injured, they've they've got the revival and Authors of Pain have been booked into oblivion. Joke champions and then a bunch of undercard acts. They really didn't... Yeah, they didn't do very good deals in the... Whatever the superstar shake, it was like, a terrible whatever, shake whatever, up for whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever the decision was about what got shuffled around, they were like, "Well, we'll take these people," and they just only thought about the top level, and they went these ones, yeah, and then they just went, "Yeah, you we can. keep reigns," and they just went, "You can have whatever you want from the the rest of the from the rest of the roster," and SmackDown just cleared them out. Yeah. <laughs> they just went, "Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, all yeah. of these will have this." Well, that's because Paige is an awesome general manager. Mm. Kurt Angle's an idiot yeah. in kayfabe. <laughs> uh, your last pick is a great shout that I didn't even think about. My last, so my last pick, uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle. Of course, let's have his entire NXT career just be waving yeah. and doing this, and then let's just send him straight up to the main roster. Um, I think SmackDown is a good place for Matt Riddle. I just think most of the people suit his style a bit more there. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you were going to do him with like an advocate on. Like if you're going to do a Paul Heyman style thing with him on Raw and just be like he's and then you could and then because you could almost do it with tension between the two of them because Matt's probably not going to play along with mm-hmm. what Paul is saying or trying to book him into which might be a fun way to do his character but I would prefer to just see him come into SmackDown and immediately go into feuds with the likes of Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura yeah and Almas just in and that uh, mid, yeah upper Almas, and uh, just see them all absolutely kick seven bells out of each other yeah. He could he could have that kind of Kurt Angle rookie year where mm. you come in, maybe you win some tournament, and yeah, you you pick up the Intercontinental or US title, and then the the top title by the end of your first year. Yeah. He, he's so good. He's so charismatic. He's the sort of guy that can break through a very obsessive wrestling fandom into the mainstream. I think, especially with the ladies. What was that? It was uh, for the ladies. Fine. Um, I just think with him, it would be nice. It, I just think the problem is, the thing I worry about, um, it's the, the benefit of having him in NXT is that he'll probably just get to be Matt Riddle in mm-hmm. NXT. 
if you went straight to the main roster, they would go, what's the thing you do? Bros. Yeah, so you're you're now in the resurrected hype bros with not Mojo, but just Zack Ryder who's come back. Like, you know, yeah. like they would do something like that, like lean too heavily on just one aspect of like his indie career that everyone obviously really likes and likes to say, but isn't such a massive deal that it should be a defining characteristic of what you do. His whole thing is that he's, really good and he doesn't wear shoes it's yeah like king of bros is a great name now yeah but it's not a great name six months from now with michael cole saying it at the start of every entrance for weeks and weeks and weeks it's the king of bros oh shut up michael cole and that would be yeah and his whole theme tune would just be bro 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 like that might not be too bad i don't think bro (laughs) the bro should we get on with some patreon shout outs one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We were just talking about NXT. And do you know what? If you go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page, click the link in the video description below. Or if you're listening to this on podcast form... I think there's a link in the podcast description that you downloaded. Just search. Use a search engine. Yeah, WrestleTalk Patreon. But yeah. if you use Bing, we will judge you. Yeah, you got, we don't actually want your money if you use <laughs> Bing. <laughs> but if you do, and we reach 750 Patreons, we're very close to that right now. We might have even passed it, because we're recording this in advance. 
uh, we will do... Give us a ding if we have passed it, just in case. Celebrate now. Hey, we're doing NXT reviews! Yeah. Or not. Weekly NXT reviews with Fakador here and Luke once he's back from holiday. Uh, but thank you to all the $25 a month or more Patreons who have helped us to this goal so far. Uh, you get a shout-out, a WrestleTalk Hall of Fame induction ring on this show. Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Juan de Diaz Infante Gauntlet. Stay hyped, Cal- Kyle Rowley. Do it again. Stay hyped, Kyle Rowley. <laughs> Excellent. The star athlete, Lendl Brenson. That was your one. You made up that one. I just think Lendl Brenson sounds like a, uh, an American athlete's name. Because he, I had a different name down for him, and you went, no, he sounds like a star athlete to me. So, yeah, Lendl Brenson. For you, again, he could be, also be the gold standard, mm-hmm. Lendl Brenson. Name your price. Michael, name your price. Most space, one word, like Madonna. Uh, get in my arc, Noah Trombley. Paul E. Dangerously Jarman. Our legend killer. Rob Pontin Problems, Pontin. Stem cell, Robert Stemmen. I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. Okay. I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw you. The sizable canine, Sean Barksdale. That's a you. Sean, far from bland, Blanford. Shim, shimmy Gangot. Shimmy Gangot. <laughs> uh, that's from Zachary Robert Crowley Barros. He chose his own name. Sh- shimmy Gangot. Shimmy Gangot. Good, 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 good. Watcher. King Gangot. King Gangot. Uh, steep climb, James McMahill. 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 Steep climb. Steep climb, James McMahill. Because it's a hill. Have a cup of tea, hill. Lee. The real deal, sex appeal, Andy Puckett. I love ones where people suggest their own names. And that that was... <laughs> I like that. I could see someone do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, you know, for us to bestow that on someone, that's, yeah. that's hilarious. But for, for someone to come in and yeah. say, this is my name. Andy. I like that. Uh, also, it means less work for us. Caught in a Travis Webb. Andy rhymes with Puckett. Could have been a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tricky Vicky Branton And rise above Will hate um, If I have missed any of you out That is because you have Donated after we recorded this So don't don't fear Because we do have a few more shows left in August <coughs> But thank you all so much so far Ta It's crap gimmicks time Don't send us any more crap gimmicks for the meantime Because Luke handles these and it's confusing to go through his email account. He's, got a, given t- he's got a terrible system. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. For him, it might work. For me, I don't know what, like, where he started. He's been copying them all out by hand, isn't yeah. he? And keeping them in a ring he's binder. He's got a book, a philo fax <laughs> of these. Um, also, his he gave me his password. Fool, just, foolish. Yeah, and I was just like, that is such a Luke password. And it's got one, two, three, four at the end of it. Uh, this is from Lobo Show. Does it have one, two, three, four at the beginning as well? Yeah, and it's password. <laughs> yeah. Password one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Password one, two, three. Four. <laughs> Hi, Flying Fred. Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen Crap Gimmicks before, it's where the SWAF Nation, you viewers, submit terrible wrestling gimmicks and we choose the worst ones. And we book them on our <coughs> Crap Gimmick promotion. Mm. Uh, High Flying Fred is a six foot seven inch, four hundred and three pound. 
very precise, extremely unfit bloke who wants to be a high flyer. He wrestles in multicoloured wrestling tights and wears a lucha mask as if he's convinced it allows him to fly through the air easier. For his entrance, he runs down the ramp extremely slow and stops halfway to catch his breath. After Fred has regained his breath, he continues his run, in quotes, down to the ring, and much like Kalisto and Sin Cara, there is a trampoline which he jumps onto. He jumps onto the trampoline, and rather than jumping over the ropes like Sin Cara and Kalisto, he more gets caught up in them and falls through them than gets up like he jumped over them, shouting, Yeah, I'm a lucha! <coughs> his finisher, he slowly climbs onto the top rope with his opponent lying down on the canvas, does a pose, and slowly stands up as if he was about to do a big move. He then proceeds to jump down onto the canvas, attempt a forward roll, then splashes his opponent. He calls this Fred's 450 Splash. During his matches, Fred will attempt to do springboard moves. He will stand on the apron, look left and right at the at, at the crowd, shakes the ropes so it looks like he's about to do a move, and attempt to jump onto the top rope, fail to do so, then pulls himself over it and drops an elbow on his opponent. Fred sometimes attempts to do Neville's Red Arrow. He calls this... I oh, know. <laughs> the Fred Arrow. The Fred Arrow. This is this is the point where you. That's why he's called Fred because yeah, this is yeah. where this whole gimmick started. Yeah, someone's like, "What would oh, a Fred Arrow?" I'm going to reverse engineer an entire gimmick on that. During this move, he turns. He just turns and flips the best he can. Fred also throws his opponent out of the ring and attempts a suicide dive. He doesn't make it over the top rope and then proceeds to go onto the apron and just does a simple double axe handle. He then shouts, extremely out of breath, I can fly. Woo! During Fred's promos, he mocks the crowd and his fellow wrestlers for not having masks. After Fred wins matches, he goes up to people in the crowd and touches foreheads with them, much like Rey Mysterio does in his entrance. Fred is clueless about his lack of speed and agility and believes he is the next big high flyer. What do you reckon about Fred? I just think it's ridiculous to suddenly think you're a luchador just because you're wearing the mask. I just think you it's, reckon? it's just nonsense. It's disrespectful. Yeah, it's utterly disrespectful. Because that you, you have to train for ages you do. just for the honour to mm. even look at a mask. <laughs> um, I, yeah, the bits of this I really like. I, I think yeah. I like the idea of like a large high flyer who can't do. It. I, I mean, it, it's it smacks of Grado vibes, doesn't it? It's got that similar sort of like, El Grado. El Grado, yeah. El Gradior. I yeah, I like it too. I for me, this is a babyface gimmick. Because everyone's going to get behind the lovable klutz. Yeah. Uh, but the bit at the end where you talk about him ragging on fans for not having masks. That's, a, that's I, yeah. That's more of a Because are they, are they then going to let him go around and start touching their faces with his big, fat, sweaty face? Mm. But I, I don't know, because it's, yeah, it's, like, it's actually got bits of stuff that people already do, like the Grado getting out of breath, doing roly-polies instead of like cartwheels to mm. escape and all that kind of stuff. Similar thing to the Trent Seven... Signaling for the backflip yeah, yeah, yeah. splash and then just doing the full straight back. Like, <laughs> there's like, yeah. It, the thing is, it just doesn't need to be a whole gimmick, does it? That's the point of. Yeah, I know. Fred Arrow know. is a gimmick in itself. Fred Arrow. Okay, now we have James Shack. My crap gimmick is consisting of former firefighter trainees Darren and Larry, called <laughs> the Hot Boys. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> Darren and Larry... That sounds like a thing a hen party goes yeah. and sees. Well, 
Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, uh, Darren and Larry are the best of friends whose childhood dream was to become firefighters, but unfortunately failed out of the fire- firefighter academy. So the only way for them to keep their dream alive of being firefighters was to become exotic dancers slash wrestlers to spread their message of fire safety to their audiences. <laughs> the hot boys would come to the ring wearing firefighter outfits to eventually strip down to their fire design tights. Their entrance music would be made up of crackling fire and a fire truck sirens. Those are very sort of audibly opposed, relaxing on one side and then woo, woo, woo. Uh, I like it, it's exciting. Yeah, to then be interrupted by the 2002 pop hit Hot In Here by Nelly. I thought you would have gone for like the full Monty, whatever that, uh, hot stuff. Yeah, you could go for that, yeah. yeah. But uh, probably a bit before. I'm getting hot in here, so hot. Take up all your clothes. It's a good strip song for the gimmick. It's a terrible. Well, it's a terrible fire safety song though. It's mm. getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. That's rule one. Of what? Of fire safety. It's as not. soon as it gets warm, you strip down. <laughs> you do not to strip fit through any do. escape holes <laughs> yeah, more effectively. It. Yeah. Cover yourself in flammable lubricant uh, to yeah. fit through those those holes too. You know, my dad used to be a fireman. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Did he? Do, wasn't he an exotic fireman? Or he was, was he... no regular, plain, boring fireman. Didn't do any wrestling. No, didn't do any wrestling. Wasn't in any calendars. Just a regular old fireman. So, yeah, he did actually say, "If it gets hot, take your clothes take off." Take all your clothes yeah, off because that makes it. And that's why he's not a fireman yeah. anymore. <laughs> that's yeah. That's why he got fired. <laughs> do they call it fired mm. in the biz? I imagine so. Lots of backstage heat. Yeah. <laughs> when so, you get but when you get fired, what actually happens is to fire you, they come round in the engine and then they just squirt the, the hose at you, and <laughs> that's you how, that's how you know they give you they hand you your belongings in a cardboard mm. box from your desk, and then <laughs> so everything's ruined. It's brutal. You're so you're you've come from a firefighting family. Yeah. This I've makes come, me cross. I've come from a police family. Oh. And from, from what I understand about Luke, he's sort of come from a NHS family. We've got the three big services. Second generation. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all... <laughs> we've all... Talk about wrestling. Now we talk about wrestling. <laughs> uh, so their finisher would be where the bigger of the two, Darren... The bigger of the two, Darren, holds his opponent in a fireman's carry, of course, mm-hmm. to then have Larry run to the ropes for momentum and drop kick the opponent in the face to have Darren go backwards into a Samoan drop called Flash Fire. Great name. The promos are cut by Larry, who is all about getting the crowd fired up, but then interrupted by Darren to remind the audience if they get too hot to locate their nearest exits. I quite like it. Uh, oh, yeah. there's more! Oh, yep, to find their nearest exits and remember that the best way to put out a fire on oneself is to stop, drop and roll. So that could be their catchphrase at the end. That could also be a move that they do. Like, it <coughs> yeah. could also be a dodge to, like, a clothesline. Stop, then they drop and yeah, they, they roll. roll. There's, there's a, I think there's quite a lot in there. So the, and you're not that offended? I'm not massively offended, no. Not 100%. Well, it's not my dad doing it, so it's fine. Well, you know, we haven't cast it yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, fine, yeah. He's not got a lot on at the moment, actually. Yeah. He's, been, he's been retired for about 10 years, so he's fine. Uh, Stanislaw from Poland uh, comes in with quite a... I don't know where this one's come from, really. The Cult of Holics. I so, don't want to... I, I don't think we should book this one. No, what, do, you want, do you want to hear it? No, I just think straight away we don't book it. I mean, yeah, let's, let's give the guy... Just on the name, it yeah. sounds douchey. The C-O-H... 
what is the which is the abbreviation of the Cult of Holics, if you haven't noticed, is a comedy jobber tag team consisting of King Russ, Jake the Jobber, Sam Diver, and Saddam Pachiti. They all come to out to the loop Saddam of Saddam Pachiti. Yeah, well, I, did, I guess Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I know. That, uh, sorry, I get the nuances <laughs> of what they're going for here. Do you want me to go? Yeah, so Please it's, it's do, Sam sorry. Driver, and right, and he's calling him Sam Diver. If you didn't pick up on that as well. They all come out to the loop of It's John O'Clock and are dressed in ugly black t-shirts with visible sweat stains. However, every time they walk out, they get no reaction whatsoever because the CG, CG dub audience is more tired of them than people are of seeing Brock versus Reigns or like Almas before his star-making match with AJ. That's a, that's a weird reference to put in. Their finishes are The Visit at the Zoo, a buckle bomb executed by one of the wrestlers, preferably Jake the Jobber, and The Wankety Wank, the Joey Ryan penis flip. Although they are pretty capable wrestlers, they often but either botch the move or hit each other, thus costing them the match. Also, due to their ability to piss off their bosses at CG Dub, they get squashed two-thirds of the time. Outside of the ring, they can be usually seen flipping off other wrestlers and cracking Jerry Lawler-style sex-orientated jokes that no one, except for themselves, laughs at. The COH are also there for you if you need to hype up a pay-per-view for the on-the-go home shows. They always make predictions of who's going to beat up who, and then after the show, the loser must be humbled slashed punished uh, also don't bother putting them in storylines they're not worth it they are just signed so they can be punished a lot of phlegm built up in my mouth as I was, <laughs> well, you've, was doing you're that you're essentially yeah. frothing at the mouth yeah, as you read yeah. this thinly veiled jab at uh, yeah, some people uh, who will not be named it's, a, it's an awful gimmick so we're not we're not signing that one. Any anything to say on COH? Uh, well, I think it's both an awful gimmick and an awful reality. Yeah, and it's a terrible terrible gimmick. And whatever you are lampooning there sounds even worse than this. The thing is, if it was up to me, I'd book him and then just replace him with Simon Miller. Why? <laughs> Who's why? <laughs> so who are we going to sign out that we don't have to sign any act? I've got it. <laughs> I do like the uh, the Hot Boys. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll take the Hot Boys. I bet you will. Let's sign them. I'm not shaking. Your, <laughs> I'm not shaking your hand now, Randy. <laughs> Allegedly. So after that weird sort of masculine Oedipal exchange there of, of whatever, you, you got over that reason. Yeah, yeah, the, the Hot Boys thing. That was fine. Uh, so we've got some tweets of questions. Because I couldn't find the mailbag that <laughs> <laughs> Luke keeps in his emails. And he's gone away and he, he's not reachable. I, try, you, I should just ring him in the middle of his holiday when he's mm. hiking around Canada. So, yeah, where's the, where's the emails with the questions? How do I do computers, young man? Yeah. So, uh, Liam asks, who could Adam Cole feud with if he's brought up to the main roster right now? Ooh. Mm. On his own? Are we? Yeah, like... let's go for his own. On his own, uh, where do we th- where would we see him going? Though, oh, I see him as a SmackDown guy. He's definitely. definitely a SmackDown. Yeah, I think he's a SmackDown uh, guy. I think a Daniel Bryan feud right out the gate. Yeah, you want some. You want him to go into that sort. Of, like he is essentially going to go into sort of the same Miz spot. I mm. think. However, I think the the difference is you can do the the Cole that is actually he's confident, but very good and proves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than just. You know, like the Miz talks a good game, but doesn't really have a very good game, and that's always kind of been the case. So, like, I think you could just do the the Cole that is a heel, but 
wants to win really desperately as he as he proved at takeover yeah, in that yeah. match with Ricochet where it, it was it was a no nonsense match. Um yeah, Daniel Bryan would be a great one to be like cuz you want also the thing is like he is like a future massive star for the company just waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. So and like you know he's already got the most over catchphrase I think in all of wrestling which is just his own name. Bay Bay. <laughs> Bay which it's brilliant because it makes mm. no sense. And yeah, I just he's just the next like that top level heel, isn't he? Yeah, and you don't want people to cheer him too much. Well, you do, but like to have such an uber baby face in Brian to go against, the dynamics mm. should should sort themselves out. Uh Foister asks, "Will you get a zebra striped jacket?" Um I don't know what the rules are if I can just get another jacket after I've left, uh, lost the leopard one. But I, I, I think you need, a, I think you need, you need a, a, a grieving period. Mm, yeah, I won't jump into we'll have a We'll right have away. a Viking burial for it or something. Yeah, I don't know. Flaming arrows. But obviously we won't have the jacket, so we'll just have a picture of the jacket that we set alight in a boat, and then the boat it's goes in the water. Jeff Wu asks, favourite match this year on the main WWE roster? So that's the a, main... a limited field there. Uh, oh, Shall I, I give you mine while I go think? Go on then, yeah, go for it. The Royal Rumble. The Rumble. The Rumble match this year I thought was excellent. Really, really enjoyed it. Or the Seth Rollins Iron Man on Raw. I'm sure I'm forgetting loads. There, that was what sprung to mind. There has been a lot of very good matches. <coughs> just Not as much really... as last year in WWE. I feel like I I've just been... I've watched so much wrestling this week. Yeah. I've watched over 15 hours of wrestling this week. I'm just a bit like... I can tell you a really good match from the weekend. Yeah. AJ Joe was amazing. Uh, I also thought uh, AJ's last man standing match with Shinsuke Nakamura was great. That was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, everything else in my mind is just NXT. I mm. think NXT has had a stellar year for matches, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's difficult for almost anything to be comparable. Ronda Rousey's uh, debut match, I thought, at mm. WrestleMania, I really loved. I thought it was such a well-done, well-designed match. Um and just really, really enjoy. Very historic as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's a good pick. Uh, Zach Clark, here's the one I alluded to earlier. Would a called-up Undisputed Era versus Shield in a traditional Survivor Series match be the best way to bring them up? Possible idea for next Fantasy Booking Warfare. They would have to go over. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is like against the Shield, they have to. It's difficult because the Shield are so popular. Like, mm. the, what I would love to see the Undisputed Era do is come up. Like I've said it before, and it, I would love it to be a multi-brand faction. That yeah, has yeah, yeah. Branches on different, and Adam Cole is the leader. Adam Cole could be this floating talent that turns up on all the different shows at random, and then there there are pockets of the Undisputed Era that exist on like mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown are always there, and every so often he turns up to back them up or talk them up or whatever totally. it is. Or you know, the whole of them could just go around the whole place like as a five-man group or something well yeah if if you have them as that kind of act you'd have to introduce them like ideally now yeah for, exactly. for that to be built up in time for november survivor series and then you could almost have look it's not brand versus brand at survivor series this year it's this undisputed era scourge needs to be dealt with we're teaming up the shield with i don't know someone from smackdown a Daniel Bryan or a AJ mm. Styles to, to, to finally on, yeah. quell them, yeah. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I, I just think they're going to work as this across-the-board faction because, uh, you know, realistically, this is WWE's Bullet Club. Yeah. 
this this is their like what this is their formation of that idea so i think going up even if it did start dragging in your old bullet club talents like Bala and gallows and anderson and aj eventually become part of the undisputed era that would be blooming cool mm. Uh, and Wrestle Fuzz finally asks, "What's the best high flying move El Fakador has, and why should he be two hundred five live champ?" <laughs> Fakador has many, many high flying moves. Uh, he is a master of the moonsault. Oh, seriously? Uh, yeah, just but he does it sort of as a, on a casual daily. But that's how he gets into bed. El casual Fakador. bouncy when there's a bouncy castle. Yeah, around. when there's when there's a bouncy castle. Loves a bouncy castle. Loves a trampoline as well. Used to do trampoline him. Did you? Yeah, years ago. Years and years ago, rock climbing as well. Yeah, rock climbing. Yeah, but jump off a trampoline and just hang on the wall. (laughs) Combine those two. I would love to. No, I went to. um, You've ever been to one of those like trampoline parks that they have? They've started doing now. Yeah, I went to one. It's it's basically an adults play area. Yeah, I went to one um, not too long ago actually, and I got to the highest point that you could get to. Which was I don't know about the ro- two and a half meters up the roof yeah. <laughs> uh, that you could access for the trampolines, and I thought I'm gonna do the biggest jump. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I jumped off to jump on a trampoline just to see what would happen as a as a thirty year old, and um, you know when you get like a dud jump. Oh yeah, and you don't bounce; you just stay at the floor. That happened. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it, but I didn't bounce back up, causing me to fold up like an, an accordion, and my <laughs> knees just went straight into my gut, and it winded me brutally. I started crying, <laughs> as like like not crying, crying, but eyes watering, couldn't breathe, and it, it was my girlfriend's <laughs> birthday. So, <laughs> so that was that was. What about you? Well, I was going to say <laughs> that uh, yeah, the the closest I've ever got to doing the rock climbing trampoline thing is one of those trampoline parks had like a parkour wall next mm. to the trampoline. However, they clearly had designated it only for professionals. So the second I did it and jumped on the wall, they went, "Don't do that anymore." So I was like, "Oh well, we're never going to live this dream, are we?" That you moon salted off. Yeah, just right, later, guys. See you later. Speaking of see you later, that's all we've got time for on today's show. Please click the videos that have just appeared on our laps to catch up with the latest WrestleTalk awesome things and this button right here, which will make you a Patreon for us and help us get those NXT weekly reviews to happen. I've been Ollie Davis, that's been El Fakador, and that was Rambling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.